and welcome to Way Too Twog's Bagpipe and History Podcast, where I, your host Jeremy, explores the possible repertoire of 18th and early 19th century bagpipers. Come and let's enjoy some tunes. What a delight. If you've come straight from the Halloween episode, uh, thanks to John Charles, I have been rescued from the Kingsbury Stone. What a hoot. That was, uh, it was such a delight to uh, have John Charles come in and guest host, and I was so glad to have an opportunity to play so many tracks from so many stellar musicians, and I have been kind of losing my mind over um, John Charles's Green Knight tune since I uh, stayed at his place uh, when I was driving to North Carolina this summer. So I was absolutely delighted uh, that he recorded it for the Halloween episode. So thanks again to John Charles for, well, for, for rescuing me, I suppose, but also for hosting such a stellar episode and bringing together so many great uh, guest music tracks uh, to finish out that episode. Uh, anyway, so what are we doing today? Uh, so I, I mentioned a while back that I got a hold of a new chanter, specifically with the, uh, like, it's a hundred-year-old chanter, or then some. Uh, it's a Henderson chanter, and I had Chris Apps make a read for it that is, like, with pinching up to the second octave in mind. Um, I was talking to Chris about how I do that, and uh, that it had to be kind of an easy read, and it is the easiest read I've ever played in my life, and it's been kind of a challenge to figure out how to get it working in a set of pipes. And so, uh, since moving, uh, I've brought my uh, my kind of office set of Highland pipes back, so I can have two sets going at once now, uh, just because the read is so easy, I couldn't I couldn't just swap chanters, you know? I couldn't put the old chanter in my uh, Kintail pipes because, uh, like, I just had to change out all the drones. So it's a lot easier having this set of McAllen pipes uh, going with the old chanter with an easy read and keeping my Kintail pipes going with the hardy chanter with a somewhat easy but nowhere near as easy as this uh, Chris Apps read is. Uh, it is such a different sound, and I don't really know how to uh, how to do it other than just to get used to it. Uh, so we're going to hear me play a lot of those tunes. And I think as like a palate cleanser, occasionally I'll, I'll dribble in some, uh, quiet piper, small pipes, and occasionally out of frustration, just playing it on hardy, uh, hardy pipes. But, uh, I guess to, to get us going first, here's the, the first tune. So I'm going to be playing through Donald McDonald's, uh, 1828 collection of light music again. This is, I, I think, technically the third playthrough uh, of the book, or the third episode of playing through a bunch of those tunes. I think we're going to have more tunes in this episode than I've ever had before, um, just because I, I see some tunes that I'm going to be um, I'm thinking about recording for the album, and also a bunch of tunes that uh, Tiber Falzette talked with me about this summer. So I'm going to try to get through the tunes pretty quick on this old chanter, and then uh, let Tiber kind of come in and this conversation between he and I as he talks about the history of some of these tunes. So, uh, but f before we hear the old chanter, let's hear those quiet piper small pipes. Another thing that I was starting to dabble with is adjusting the drone tuning on those, uh, those small pipes where the tenor drone, like the tenor drone is, I think, designed to be able to do an A or a G. The bass drone, I'm not sure that it is designed to do that, but I was... I'm able to do that, like to get it up to a G. So it must have been something that Rob had in mind. I'm probably supposed to accomplish it a different way because the uh, it's sort of weird. The bass drone, when I play it in G for too long, it doesn't want to go back to A, and it kind of gets um, quite cranky with me unless I give it a long break <laughs> to like reset or something. So uh, anyway, so this is Cody's Wedding. This is on page 16 of Donald McDonald's collection of light music, um, and this tune sounds really good. Any any tune that has a lot of uh, B's and G's sounds really good with that GDG tuning. So I've got the tenors and the bass to to G, and then the um, baritone drone I've got tuned down to D, and it makes a really, really lovely chord. So anyway, here is Cody's Wedding. Thank you. 
a lovely tuning and a lovely set of small pipes. All right, uh, hopefully that was some nice, comfortable, slightly experimental, but pretty conventional sounding music. And now we fall back in time to uh, a chanter from, uh, I think, I, I bought it from Chris Hampson. He thinks it's from around the time of World War One, or maybe before World War One. So it's actually... Uh, over a hundred years old. Uh, but anyway, this is that chanter. It's uh, pitched pretty low and it's, you know, I'm, I, I think I just need to hear a lot of it. So here is Cody's wedding or Cody's wedding, uh, on that old chanter with the old read, uh, getting everything to work well is a little tricky. So we might have some cutting in here cause the, the drones are not matched well to the chanter quite yet. gonna take some getting used to isn't it uh all right here is the braise of luckaber and again like apologies like i said i'm still getting used to it and i am just gonna i, I don't know i guess this is a progress check-in some of these tracks are just fire they're super good even with the chanter and like i said before uh when i was talking about my time at piper's gathering when i got to play a donald mcdonald chanter that chanter was squat like it's really it was wider towards the bottom than a normal chanter and this one is too like it's it's really interesting how similar the feel of this henderson chanter is to donald mcdonald's original chanter so like i don't know it feels right to play this music with it but it as much as i want to just play the hardy chanter because i'm more comfortable with that sound i feel like i need to see if i listen to a bunch of it if it changes so anyway next tune is the braise of lockhaber this is a jig that tune as you can hear it's it's a little bit of a challenge for me right now to get the g the high g and the high a to kind of morph right and that is going to be another issue with this next tune which is a fairly familiar one i think the highway to linton
so the the sheet music for that is a little interesting. I think um, I think Donald MacDonald has like his version of writing a grip. So it's uh, oh grip i think that's what it's supposed to be um but this chanter does not like playing grips uh and high notes especially like the that e grip squeals a lot the high a grips uh if the chanter is a little too warmed up it just can't do it without making horrible sounds so uh anyway so that's why I kind of played it a different way. Uh, next one is The Whimsical or The Fall of Foyers, which is a tune I'm shocked that I haven't figured out how to play because that's like Fall of Foyers is sort of the closest geographical identifiable figure from uh, where Simon McTavish is sort of the chief um, chief of Clyde McTavish for a bit and more importantly, the uh, one of the founding partners of the Northwest Company and kind of the wealthiest man in Canada for a good bit of time there uh, in the 1790s. Anyway, here is Fall of Foyers or The Whimsical. It's at this point that I'm getting really self-conscious about the order in which I'm recording this, where uh, I had planned to record me piping a bunch and then include Tiber stuff, but I'm assuming that at this point you've actually already heard Tiber introduce a bunch of the tunes I'm playing here, because I'm afraid that uh, people won't stick around for Tiber's chat, and you really should, so I, I assume that I'll have put it in the beginning. He didn't. Anyway, there's another tune I've played on the podcast before, a common one from the borders. This is The Bride Has a Bonnie Thing. This next one is one I had a bit of a challenge with. This is the House of Grey. Uh, it has a lot of these uh, high A to low A jumps and grips and things in it, and it's just not a thing I can really uh, do with this chanter quite yet, as I'm kind of getting comfortable with the pressure that it needs. Um, like I said, I've, I've definitely sabotaged myself. You know, I, I told Chris Apps that I wanted to play high Bs and high Cs and high Ds occasionally, and could he make a read that could do that? And he definitely did. <laughs> it's just uh, me getting comfortable with the low pressure um, to make everything kind of sound good and be able to do those high notes. It's just a little bit tricky. Um, anyway, so this is The House of Grey, or Plovers Around in the Hills. Uh, or Plovers Abound in the Hills, rather. Uh, sorry, so the version of Donald MacDonald's manuscript, or book, rather, that's in the National Library of Scotland that I'm looking at doesn't have the titles. Later editions did have titles. I mean, there's some titles, but there's a lot of them are just called Jig, Stress Bay, Real. Um, but either John Glenn or whoever's copy this was, like, went through and added titles to them. And then later, edition, later editions have the titles. So if you look at uh, Kill Sean's version, it'll have titles. So I'm just kind of you know, this just says jig, but in little ink, it just says house of gray or plovers abound in the hills. Anyway, here's the tune. Mm -hmm. 
and this next one is easily one of my favorites from uh, Donald McDonald. This is Moragus Dommel, or Marion and Donald. Another uh, Inkton title is Johnny Lad. Here it is on those old, that old chanter first. That's a cool tune, and as you notice, there's a lot of uh, G's and B's in it, which means it sounds really good at that GDB uh, or GDG tuning. So let's hear it on those quiet pipe or small pipes real quick before we go back to the old chatter. around with that tune using a different tuning here on the small pipe. So here it is with kind of the A drones and E going. So much for cool alternative tuning. That sounds way better uh, with a drones going. Uh, anyway, back to the old chanter. This one is just called a reel, uh, and it's inked in as the Smith's daughter. This next one is sort of interesting. I've played this tune a lot. This is called An Irish Jig. 
uh, in the source here. And again, it has a lot of high A to low A drops, and that was tricky to do at this point in the night. I can get about 30 to 40 minutes out of this chanter before the low A's start to aggressively gurgle. Um, and it was starting to do that, and I realized it was easier to jump up into the higher, the second octave, than it was to uh, drop down to that low A. But again, the pressure is not quite there. But uh, anyway, this is an Irish jig, which is a lovely tune. If anybody recognizes it from the Irish tradition, I'd love to know. I, I kind of think I found it once, and I don't remember where I found it now. I guess I could try to Google my notes. But anyway, do you recognize this tune as anything other than an Irish jig? Well, yeah, looking over my notes, I cannot find it. At this point, I, I actually I remember finding an Irish jig. I remember finding out what it was, but I apparently didn't take good enough notes that I could search it. Uh, anyway, this next tune is The Bridge of Perth. And this next tune is The Kilt is My Delight. think of these dance tunes as not having much of a story to them, you know, like um, even like The Kilt is My Delight in Donald McDonald's book is just called A Reel. Uh, later editions would add uh, Kilt is My Delight to it, but you know, I was I was surprised the the role of kind of Porsche Bule and uh, walking songs and like other types of, of Gaelic songs in its relationship to bagpipe music um, has always been somewhat interesting to me. And over the summer, I had a chance to sit down and talk with Tiber Falzette for kind of a lovely visit one afternoon. And uh, as, as we were leaving, I was, you know, Tiber, if you've never met him or hung out with uh, Tiber at uh, various bagpipe or academic things, uh, he's a small piper, border piper, and a PhD who's done some pretty significant research on uh, Gaelic song and music and uh, folklore. And I was asking him a question about, you know, the night we had the goats, because it was like the night we had the goats sort of unlocked something in me of realizing that there's more going on with Gaelic song than I thought. Uh, also, 
I thought there was maybe less going on with Gaelic song than I thought. Like it was just all jokes. And uh, Tiber kind of talked about that. And as that conversation went for the whole day that we hung out, uh, kind of went down all kinds of interesting rabbit holes. And he wound up singing several Gaelic songs. So uh, anyway, I'm just going to kind of include a little section here from Tiber and I's uh, conversation. So you'll hear myself and Tiber falls at. Uh, for context, this was after we had visited for. I guess four hours or so, and I was, uh, we were kind of wrapping up and had recorded a little bit, and uh, I was kind of saying, oh yeah, one last thing, and then uh, this is Tiber. Oh, the, 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 final, the final thing that I was trying to figure out how to get at with the three goats. Um, I was working on this theory, and it sounds like it's, it's nonsense anyway, but I've, I've heard, I, I've wondered, I know there are some, like, Porsche or, or some of these, like, mouse music tunes that seem like they are puns about, like, trying to emulate certain sounds, but also make meaningful sentences. Like, is there, yeah, yeah. Is there a language learning element here that's, like... Oh, yeah, they're all, they all mean... Oh, yeah, that's, and the language is, like, often, like, very humorous and entertaining. Okay. Yeah, so it definitely, yeah. I've heard some people that don't, like, don't speak out, like, say, oh, yeah. well, it's just to mimic the music, but actually, some of it's real playful, okay. funny stuff, yeah. Uh, and it can be... Um, some of it can be, you know, sort of uh, a bit boisterous and sometimes even body, uh, oh, right, which is, yeah, 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 there's a lot of, uh, yeah, fun in that as well. Like, so these are like, I think they're just humans being humans, okay. singing rhythmic music and probably having a good time with yeah. one another. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that sort of stuff. Okay. So like, it does mean, yeah, the night we had the goats, that's exactly what they're singing about. Yeah. And it's rhythmic. And like, it's neat, like, uh, like you could do like the kilt is my... Delight, Delight, which is another one that has the goat in it. Uh, Yeah, it's it's about like and 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 Will you set the goats out from the the rocks? Uh, Like, will you get them off the off the high ground? But like when you and Kuruna is just like a burl. And Like even without the music, you have that like real rhythmic. Okay, so the so what is so it's neat like the language where does it's the music or is that just the weird? Oh yeah, the, the, it's that sanchelig. It's the it's the chorus sanchelig sanchelig and the kilt the kilt the kilt is uh, what I like the kilt the kilt the kilt is what I prefer is what they're singing. So it doesn't yeah. have anything. They're not necessarily related. No, like okay. I mean, it's just playful. I mean, it's okay. like that, yeah, that's sort of yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Maybe the maybe the goat herd was wearing a kilt. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> Callum Krupoch is like about, um, I, there was a story in Prince Edward Island about he, uh, the, the Strass Bay, um, what is it, uh, I always get hard, I, I, once you know the Gaelic names of, the Gaelic names of tunes, it's hard to remember the English ones, um, Miss Drummond of Perth. Oh, yeah. The Callum Krupoch has a ground, cum hal, nakuri, the Callum Krupoch has a ground, cum hal, nakuri, Callum Krupoch has a ground, cum hal, nakuri, the Callum Krupoch has a ground, cum hal, nakuri, cum hal, and taru now, cum hal, nakuri, the cum hal, and taru now, cum hal, nakuri, cum hal, and taru now, cum hal, nakuri, the cum hal, and taru now, cum hal, nakuri, Callum Krupoch has a ground, cum hal, nakuri, the Callum Krupoch. that's that's awesome the uh and the black mill yeah after that was is that so the, uh, yeah 
the black snuff mill, the black mill. Um, I was trying to figure it out. Just, which is, it, and there's a lot of, like, that's one of those ones that can, uh, the meaning of it can transform into, like, maybe um, stuff that's a bit more playful or body, even the a little bit. Yeah, the black mill can mean all sorts of things. I was things. shocked when I was, like, <laughs> I, I was playing the black joke for years. I enjoyed playing the black joke, and I was worried, like, oh, is there some weird race thing that I don't oh, know? No, 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 like, oh, no, 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 it's, it's not, it's not a race thing. Yeah, yeah, that's that's <laughs> like, it, exactly. Yeah. That's, yeah, that was uh, yeah. The mo- it's like, a euphemism for then some, yeah. yeah. The, it was yeah. weird, like, looking up all the different <laughs> slang terms for, like, the monosyllable, I think, is my favorite 18th-century slang for right. genitalia. Like, <laughs> yeah, the yeah, monosyllable? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> but that's such a popular tune. And yeah. it's sort of got like a... Like, that's one of the reels that's just ubiquitous in Cape Breton. You know, every dance you'll hear it. The German one? Uh, the, no, the Mullen Dew, the Black, the okay. black Mill. Yeah. It's a really popular... Like, the two together are sort of like the classic Strass Bay and yeah. Reel uh, that go together. It's, it's like ketchup and mustard. It just goes together. But... Uh, <laughs> That was when, when Jordan was taking your class and we were hanging out playing tunes and he was like, oh, Jeremy, you know the black milk? I sing that one to students, yeah, because okay. it's got like a Faustian Bergen thing with it too. Oh, okay. It's like a cross, devil at the crossroads oh, cool. sort of story where there's a boy whose mother or grandmother is uh, in the process of passing away and he's downstairs and he's working on a fiddle tune um, and has the first part of it down. Uh, it's didn't have any any of it, but it, the the uh, challenge the old woman gets a little bit uh, worse off, and it's time for him to go to get the priest to bring her back and give her the last rites. Yeah. And so he he heads out, and it's an awful stormy night, and uh, with the echis wagon, the, the horse and wagon, out on the buggy to the tie-in tackers to the priest's house to get the get the priest. But on the way there, there's this mulindu, mulindorocha, this big dark mill on the side of the road, and there was just a real party going on in there. It was like just okay. a pound and rhythm, and the horse stops right in front of the mill, and he hears... And he gets the second part of the tune. Okay. And he's so he's delighted and the horse is uh, ready to go again. And so he gets to the uh, but you hear oh yeah, there's a, in some versions of the story it'll, they'll say she lost her soul. He hears a voice from within the mill. It's Who was in the mill but the devil himself? Okay. And, uh, and so they go off, they get the priest, they get back to the house. He goes upstairs and the boy waits downstairs. And the priest comes down and the boy asks, How's the old one doing? And she said, The priest says, She died. And the boy says, "And the hoochly, did she die? Hoochly, hi, gone. Rappy Vukic, she died. She's gone. She kicked the bucket." Uh, and uh, and the boy said, "Well, Hamisha Koma Kayu Gajay Hacha Gankaya Chavashin Atzahur Misha Darna Farshin Afortion." I don't give a devil what happened to the old woman as long as I got the second part of the tune. Oh, yeah. And then the the part after that is Chor Agus Chorad Sakrist Kroshet Afortion Vashin. He put a a, a cross on it. He banned the tune from ever being played. But the re- retali- the the, the re- rebuttal to that is if it was one of the best tunes that was ever made, that how can you not play it? And they still play it to this very day. And so that's the sort of story behind the oh, Mulan Du. And you, that's a story you hear a lot in Cape Breton uh, about it. Uh, the, ver- I, the version I heard was from Willie Fraser, who was a great step dancer, okay. um, and, and told it. But lots of people, yeah. That's cool. <laughs> I have no idea. It's... Yeah. So the priest was like, I don't want you playing this tune, but it's just such a good one that uh, it's hard to get away with. Yeah. <laughs> so the priest, is, the priest is like, that's oh, yeah, too good. Or is, no, the priest, the priest is like, well, because yeah, the woman lost her soul because of it. You know, yeah. that's what, and it's like, so we can't play this tune anymore. It's music from the, yeah, from from the, devil. the devil. That's it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the priest didn't give up. He's like, yeah, we're banning it. Everybody else is like, And they're like, no, we, we'll yeah. just keep playing it because yeah. we're just, we like music more yeah. than anything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I, part of the, Again, like like we were saying earlier about how I, I feel self conscious about playing music that I am not capable of like understanding all of the context for like Italian pipes or French pipes or whatever. Um, but that's definitely even even this stuff, you know. Like the, 
so many of the so many of these story, songs, like even dance tunes, which in my head dance tunes have no stories because they're just fast, get a yeah, yeah. and done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like I, 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 I never remember the title of tunes because it was two parts and then it's over and you're on to the next one. So why would I bother remembering the title? Yeah, that's you know? it. And then you find out like, oh no, it's it's actually there's like a whole ballad, a whole saga, like a whole legend about it. Uh, yeah, and that's what's so fun about like getting into this stuff is that yeah. you start, it opens doors to like like if you're already curious. Yeah. Like that's the thing, like to, just to embrace the curiosity and keep following yeah. those threads. It's just I find it that's what keeps me going. Like, yeah. uh, it's yeah. and sharing it with other people is a lot of fun too. You know? Yeah, I feel the. I don't know, the, so much of the what I wind up doing on the podcast feels real, like, just... I, I know that I'm just barely scraping the surface and doing this, like, real... There's there's so much music that has, like, died out, which is... And that was recorded. Like, the 18th century was clearly this golden era of, like, everybody recording tunes and writing stuff down. And, like... It was and the rock and roll of the 18th century. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but do you, do you have a music theory background? Did you... Oh, uh, not, not really. No, no. Yeah. Like, yeah, just the uh, basic, you know, bad piper. Uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I played in school bands and stuff. Like, I played jazz growing up and trombone okay. and stuff like that. Okay. And, so, sus. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I can... I, yeah. always, I always have this, like... I got like, hit in the back of the head by my... Uh, like, in, in a friendly way. Like, just sort of whacked when I was... My trombone teacher would ca- catch me looking away from the the staff notation because I like playing by ear a lot oh, when yeah. I was... So, yeah. like, I'm, I'm really into, like... I'm more into, like, just sort of... I think that makes me, like, sort of like the idea of... There is structure, but then there's like anti-structure is really attractive too, and the playing with it is a yeah. is a fun thing. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, always, I never know. I always feel like I'm not actually part of a tradition enough where I can get away with not understanding music theory. But I also have this sense of like, if you understand, like, there's something that breaks. Something about the music breaks if you understand the music theory too much, maybe. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know if that's true, but I, I know I spent a lot of time early in the pandemic hanging out with Pete Stewart and Matt Seattle on a Zoom call. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it was awesome, but they would talk about music in a way that made absolutely no sense to me, and I and it it made me feel real like Ugh, I I am too ignorant to, to do to do this, and like and I am maybe like but they have their own language between themselves. Well, that's that true. Are, too. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. they they've got their own special like they re, they they've yeah. like brought a tradition back into existence and created this whole interesting yeah. discourse around that you could like you could do an awesome ethnography of yeah. like the ways in which the pipers of the border pipe revival if we want to use yeah. that word and, and like sort of how that is a living tradition now among that elder right. like that generation of elders that sort of drove it and how they speak about it now and then what's happening and like you know other you know ways okay. in which it's being popularized and you know doing its own thing and yeah. it's really dynamic and interesting probably culture, just as much culture so, doesn't change what are you that, talking well, that's, about that's it, yeah. culture doesn't well, it, no it doesn't it's exactly you know what i mean it's like it's as complicated as like probably when dixon was putting his tunes together yeah. as it is now so well, i mean i think that's the, but I, <laughs> so I in a way thinking, no it doesn't change because it, it's always because it's always changing it's always that's, changing yeah, that's, that's right yeah, yeah it doesn't, it doesn't change because yeah the ones the one uh constant is change yeah that's again a thing that like you get in indigenous stuff all the time it's like non-indigenous people's expectations of indigenous people are always like what do you i don't where are the real native people that like live in teepees and stuff like yeah my, my, ojibwe, teacher, complicated. Yeah, no. my ojibwe teacher had a lot of fun like giving a presentation <laughs> in france because he would like yeah so like where are the real french people that ride yeah, horses yeah, yeah, and, that's it, yeah. and have armor and, and swords and stuff like, yeah yeah. And then you go to Europe and ask about the real whatever nation is. It starts to get really scary really yeah. quickly. Yeah. <laughs> so I try to avoid those questions. I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah really. I'm really into the local. <laughs> Highly local and like how it's, re- you know, you can see variation across and you know, national boundaries. Yeah. Oh, man. Everything's <laughs> Anyway, this is all. I'm, I'm very excited to. Well, it's lovely uh, to meet you, Jeremy. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm really excited to chat with you. Yeah. Oh, such a lovely chat with Tiber. Uh, we, like I said, we, we visited for maybe three or four hours. It was the very last day I was going to be in North Carolina. Uh, it's the first time I got to play a set of uh, more pipes, and uh, which I already played on the podcast, I guess, way back when, when I was talking about playing other people's pipes. Um, so anyway, thanks, Tiber. I think we might have another excerpt from uh, Tiber and I's chat at some point in the future, and hopefully we'll hear from Tiber again, uh, kind of some more thoughts about uh, about this music. So uh, anyway, always, that was just quite quite a delight. So uh, anyway, next tune in Donald McDonald, we get back at it. This is I Have a Wife of My Ain. I Have a Wife of My Own. Lovely tune.
oof, 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 those pressure challenges to get up to that high A is a little too much for me to bear. So here it is on Quiet Piper Small Pipes with the GDG tuning again. <laughs> Next from Donald McDonald, we've got uh, Roslyn Castle, a stress bay. Pretty sure I played that tune on the podcast before. Uh, next one here, definitely a tune I've played on the podcast before. This is McFarland's Lilt. We just played a version of this from David Young's manuscript, but here is Donald McDonald setting for it. And another familiar tune from the podcast, this is The Campbells Are Coming. If you follow me on social media, you already know what's coming. Uh, that tune sounds really good with GDG drone, so here it is on this Quiet Piper Small Pipe.
All right, this next one uh, was a pretty darn challenging tune to get on that old chanter, uh, especially at this point. Every time I, I tried to play it, uh, I actually did a, a TikTok live stream trying to get this tune right for maybe 20 minutes, just trying to get this tune to work. And uh, it didn't work at the beginning of the chanter. And uh, after the chanter had played for like 40 minutes or so, it started to gargle out of the tune. So uh, anyway, this is what it sounded like on the old chanter. And I'll play it for you on my hearty chanter too here in a second. Yeah, I, I fully aborted. I fully aborted that tune. Abort, abort, abort. That's uh, the Duke of Perth. I don't know that I mentioned the title of it. Uh, anyway, cool tune. Here it is with my hearty chanter. Next, back to the old chanter, this is a tune called Jingling Johnny in the book, uh, and it's also inked in as Kate Dalrymple. See, folks, those aren't gargliers. They're autocrans. Autocran! Uh, all right, next tune is a lovely tune. This one, uh, this next page is, like, both of these tunes are just awesome. Uh, it's in the book as just a reel, uh, and it's also known as The Three Girls of Poetry, uh, which it, I've seen at other places as that, and The Boat Leaks. Uh, it's a pretty different setting. Eliza Ross has it, too, uh, starting the tune in on E, Whereas uh, McDonald's setting has it on D. Anyway, uh, and if it starts on D, you know what that means. It sounds good with those small piper uh, drones. And after just torching you with gurgly autocranning A's, we'll have it on small pipes first. that I pointed the drone right at the recorder there. Uh, anyway, lovely tune. Here it is on the uh, Henderson Chanter. 
a little bit of tempo hiccups there. Sorry. Uh, all right. Next tune, the Munster Mare, which Donald McDonald just calls a jig, but just a cracking good tune. Next tune uh, is The Wren's Death, which I've played a lot as a set, which we're going to hear later. So uh, here's a real quick take on The Wren's Death. You can hear how I've got to like squeeze in the tenor drone to get it to sound at the right pitch because it's such a low pressure read. Uh, all right, next, a mullen do. This is the tune that uh, Tiber shared the story about of uh, getting the second part written by the devil himself that uh, was too good, even though it was a cursed tune not to play. Uh, and it's it really is. It's a lovely tune. So here it is on that Henderson chanter. So this next track uh, is also includes some stuff that uh, Tiber talked about. So this is the full set that I, I played a lot uh, when I worked for the Park Service. This is the Buckskin Kilt, the Wren's Death, the Kilt is My Delight, and Jenny Dang the Weaver. Um, all of those tunes show up in Donald McDonald. We played Jenny Dang the Weaver, I think the previous Donald McDonald playthrough. Um, and the Buckskin Kilt is the tune that I played on that Donald McDonald chanter. So I'm planning to kind of include that on the next album if I can get the syncopation to work quite right and do what I'm envisioning. But anyway, I wanted to hear how that set sounded on this Henderson chanter. Um, and so that's what it is. That's what you're going to hear. Buckskin Kilt, Wren's Death, Kilt is My Delight, and Jenny Dang the Weaver. Remember Tiber in his uh, discussion of Kilt is My Delight mentioned that it also had to deal with goats because uh, that whole conversation started by me asking him about uh, the night we had the goats. Uh, anyway, here it is, the Buckskin Kilt set.
Alright, and next is another tune that I have played a lot as part of a set. Uh, I played Irish Jig earlier, and I used to play that as a set of, actually, Irish Jig, I Have a Wife of My Ain, The Grinder, and something else too. Uh, anyway, so here is The Grinder, the next tune, a 9-8. Here's another tune. This is Lady Big House is Real. Another really good one. I'm pretty sure I'll revisit. sure I've heard that on Ellen Pipes before. Um, yeah, on like an album or something. Anyway, really good tune. All right, this is the last one. Uh, this is uh, kind of been a massive playthrough of this um, of this uh, book here. So this last one is in Gaelic only. Uh, B r i g i s m h i c r u a r i d h Brigus Vicrari. Not 100 sure about that. Uh, anyway. Another lovely tune, and I think we're going to play it on a couple pipes. Let's look here. What all do we got? Yeah, I just really enjoyed this tune, So, uh, and it uses a lot of low Gs, which I was having a hard time. Like, I need to tape the tone holes and move that around and get that fine-tuned, so uh, I'll do it on the Henderson Chanter, and then just right back-to-back -back, I'll switch over and do it on the Hardy Chanter, too, so you can hear the kind of magnificent difference between these two chanters, which are both, you know, old, that hardy chanters from the 60s, um, but it's much more recognizable in, like, tone and, and feel to a more contemporary chanter. And switching to playing it after my frustration with the Henderson chanter, it was wild. Like, the, uh, it feels so light, it's so skinny and dainty, it feels like switching to a small pipe chanter almost, um but it's also got a much harder read in it, so it has a little bit brighter tone too. So that might be some of what's going on, but when I tried other reads in this Henderson Chanter, it kind of had the same, that same low tone feel to it. So anyway, thanks for uh, giving me an excuse to uh, kind of practice this Chanter and get comfortable with it and try to adjust my ear to see if I can start to like it. Uh, I saw people already comment on Instagram, I think, that it reminded them of like the solo recordings of the 50s, which is what it reminds me of too, like listening to really old um, Piper recordings. It's got that same same vibe to it. So uh, anyway, thanks everyone for listening. And thanks again to Tiber Frozette for singing us some songs and uh, talking a bit of music. Uh, I got a yeah, really looking forward to having Tiber back on. Uh, Tiber taught at the University of North Carolina, uh, where my brother took his classes, which uh, I kind of mentioned there. But now he has moved to Ireland and teaches uh, at, uh, sorry, just looking at his Facebook profile to get this right. Um, yeah, University College Dublin uh, teaches uh, in folklore and ethnology. So, um, yeah, cool, cool cat. I like me some Tiber Falls at and uh, looking forward to reconnecting with him again. Uh, anyway, cheers everybody and have a happy November. Hope your Halloween was stellar. <laughs>